When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. This is a podcast from Minute Media. You're listening to Rum Buncher Radio. This is episode number 82, first episode of the season. Thank you guys for joining us tonight. Trey Yannity, Marty Lee, joining you as always tonight. We welcome in staff writer Noah Wright, regular guest of the podcast. Noah, great to have you back on. Let's talk about that. We got contract extensions. We got opening day, of course, this first week. Under the belt, home opening day. I know both you gentlemen were at that game. So I'm excited to hear about how the ballpark was. The the attendance hasn't been uh, spectacular these last couple nights. But hey, we got another great Pirates win over the Nationals uh, tonight. We got to see Rones Contreras. Brian Reynolds has uh, been extended as well today. So just a great day in uh, in Pirates land. How are you guys doing tonight? Marty, uh, you want to get us started? Yeah, I'm doing good. You know, all things considered, my house right now is a bit of a hot mess. Uh, my younger son has pink eye. My wife and I have been sick for like three weeks. Uh, we close on our new house next week, so we're currently in the process of packing up. It's just it's, it's chaos. But you know what? It's the kind of chaos I like. Baseball season's here. My oldest son, who's... Uh, 12U team, my coach and I, we've been super busy with baseball season. My dog just sat down on my TV remote and is putting his butt in my face. It's all good. Life is good. Baseball is here. The Pirates are three and three. Let's go, Bucks, baby. Noah, how are you doing? I'm doing I'm doing good. I'm finishing up my uh semester at California University and soon I'm gonna be getting in my internship with the uh, Washington Wild Things. So Looking forward to that, but you know, just happy to see the Pirates win overall. Hey, the and it was the opening day, which was great. Yeah, no, I like it, man. Well, congratulations on the internship. Good luck uh, with the rest of the semester here at California. Um, yeah, I mean, just a, a great start to this season. I think all things considered, a year ago, Nenny the dog probably could have been in the opening day lineup and uh, had some success. You know, a, a year later, this team has looked competent in, in each game. And, you know, you, you're seeing flashes of a really good ball club, a lot of energy with this team. And, you know, even just, I think, the morale. You hear Brian Reynolds get his extension today. Um, just great comments about the city of Pittsburgh. And that's where I want to start tonight. I know, you know, two years is not the the long-term, big-time, big blockbuster extension we were maybe hoping for at this point. But it is something, uh, you know, a deal has been agreed on through 2023. I think it is uh, – 14.5, maybe 15.3. I'm getting my numbers confused here on uh, on this one. But, um, you know, it's two years, and it's something groundwork, at least for a future deal. What's your guys' thoughts on this extension? And, um, you know, finally, the front office doing something here with, 
with uh, Brian Reynolds. And of course, we're going to get into Brian Hayes here in a minute as well. But let's start with uh, with Brian Reynolds, the more breaking news um, of the hour. So, so I think that sets a good tone between Reynolds and the Pirates, because if you remember well, a few weeks ago, they were so far apart in arbitration talks. It was felt like, you know, it felt like, oh, well, here we go again. We're going to go through arbitration. And, you know, it kind of set a bad it's kind of set a bad mood for everyone. So to see them come to an agreement for two years to avoid arbitration this year and next year, it kind of sets, you know, it kind of I feel like sets better blood between the two sides and kind of sets a better attitude and just overall makes the front office look better because they're willing to give out some of the money, give out some of the money and meet in the middle with uh, Reynolds. Yeah, no, I agree. It's for 13 and a half million dollars over the next two years. It'll be paid 6.75 million both this year and next, which is a $2 million increase over at Reynolds that asked for arbitration. And I, I, to me, the biggest thing is, this gives the Pirates and Reynolds, okay, he's you're, you're scored away for this year. You're scored away for next year. This gives you that kind of footing you need to negotiate a potential long-term deal. And if you look at some of the comments Reynolds made today, to me at least, it seems very obvious he wants to be in Pittsburgh long-term. He made a comment about, you know, we're building something special here. I want to be here for it. And, you know, I, I've never been super optimistic a long-term deal would get done with Reynolds for a lot of reasons, but I'm more optimistic today than I was yesterday, that's for certain. And if you can build around Reynolds, if you can get a long-term deal done with Reynolds and say O'Neill Cruz to go with Brian Hayes, all of a sudden you're looking to hell the core for a long time to come. But the biggest thing to me is, and I wrote about this when the Pirates extended Hayes, it was a first step towards kind of building some of that trust and goodwill with the fan base. Getting this worked out with Reynolds, another step towards that. Excuse me. And I think the Pirates are just finally starting to – you can see the post-rebuild moves being done. Extending Hayes, getting things done with Reynolds. You can see where the Pirates as an organization look at this rebuild and realize, okay, we're on the other side of it. And, and Bob Nutting even said on the extent of K. Brian Hayes. It's about putting a stake down. It's time to build with our major league team. I think the Pirates realize they're on the other side of this rebuild. It's time to start putting back into the major league club. And we've seen them do this twice this week, excuse me, with both Hayes and Reynolds. You know, and I think the timing with with Hayes as we kind of transition here is really fitting for home opening day. You know, it becomes official, and uh, and you know, it just it just makes you feel so positive about the direction this front office is going in. Um, you know, and when you talk about Cabrian Hayes, deal, Marty, I know you had the article on it this week. It, it feels like robbery. That's the first thing we kind of sent into our group message when this news broke. You know, you get the guy to 2030, 33 years old. Uh, when this deal ends and you know you're only gonna have to pay him 70 million dollars over that time somewhere in the 875 range uh, and and you know Cabrian uh, on the up and ups with this deal as well just a lot of positive energy and you know it shows what Bob Nutting is willing to do we've heard this you know throughout this rebuild when the time is right the money's going to be spent we're finally seeing the money being spent um, you know and I think it just points in, in the the perfect direction for how this rebuild has gone you, you know you look at a team like the Nationals the Pirates played tonight you know, that's a rebuild that hasn't even really started yet. Uh, you know, a team that might be in purgatory for quite some time. The Pirates are in a much different position. Um, you know, and, and if you guys want to kind of give your thoughts here on Cabrian Hayes' uh, contract extension, my first thought was, hey, this you know, this direction has been going in the right way for a long time now. And this is the first sign that the Pirates are 
willing to spend and willing to invest in the future now that it's starting to get here a little bit. Yeah, my first thought was the same thing. It's like, you know, this is the first step in the right direction. They're going to keep doing, you know, they're going to keep doing this. I feel like eventually we're going to get a deal done with Reynolds. But the Hayes extension was just so nice to see because you finally locked down a guy who you really believe is going to be part of this long-term core. And seeing them go out and willing to give him a long-term contract, extend him for eight years, get him for a lot of, for, you know, for the relative relatively foreseeable future and to get him locked down for that long is just you really love to see it as a pirate fan who feels like we haven't really had that much to root for recently but yeah so i'm just happy to see it i think it's the first i think it's the first step in a lot of more steps they're going to take to uh building the competitive team yeah that's right man. the Hayes extension you know jason mackey friend of the site friend of the podcast said this on twitter and he's not totally wrong if you look at the Hayes extension and feel anything other than positive vibes for the Pirates, you're an asshole. And I'm not trying to be mean, <laughs> but like they just locked up the best defensive in St. Louis Cardinal fans. Put your pride aside. This dude's so much better than Nolan and Auto Defensive. <laughs> they just locked up the best defensive third baseman in baseball who has plus offensive potential. To a eight potentially nine year contract worth seventy million dollars, dude. If you have anything but great things to say about that, again, as Jason said, you are an asshole. So <laughs> it's just the Pirates are and get just be happy people. once in a while. <laughs> yeah, exactly. This this is the Pirate fans, man. Like you, you bitch about someone to put back in the team. They extend Hayes. They get this done with Reynolds, and people find negatives in it. It's just like, dude, I get it. Like I I turned 30 in August and in my 30 years, the year I was born 92 and Sid Bream aside, the Pirates have four (laughs) winning records. I understand where you're coming from. However, and this is one thing I will say, say what you will about Bob Nutting, because there's no doubt about it. Bob Nutting is not a good owner. That said in 13 and 14 and 15 and again, 2018, when this team was over 500, when this team was competing, when this team was in contention, you can go back even to 2012 with the Wandy Rodriguez trade. Bob Nutting was willing to take on salary. Bob oh, Nutting yeah. has proved when this team is ready, he will spend money. See, I've, I've played this out before. I've played this before. It's like we didn't have an awful payroll in like 2016, 2017. You, but you just look at where like some of this, some of this money is being spent to. Like you know, it was like there's a few million here to guys like Ryan Vogel selling, and here's yeah, a few more I million mean, to Juan Nicasio and Jeff Law, and here's a few, and here's a few more million to John Jason. It's like you know we're spending it, we're just not spending it wisely, and we're like just spreading it out everywhere. And it's like we're not getting good players. We're getting like these sub really those like one war replacement level <laughs> players for you know in total we're spending like 30 million on a bunch of guys that are probably replacement level maybe one win players you're not wrong you look at 2016 from that from the 2013 through 2015 one for the pirates 2016 was their highest damn payroll to three and this were frustrating people say about the pie and the, Again, I'm going to go off a tangent here. I apologize. I'm going to go off the tangent anyway. No, tangent, please. People complain about the 2016 Pirates. It's not that they didn't spend. The biggest problem that team was Andrew McCutcheon forgot how to play baseball. 
Francisco Lariano could not throw a strike to save his life. And never strike Garrett Cole through one for a home run. Like, you couldn't prepare for your generational talent in center field and your top two starting To fall off a cliff. Yeah, to have god-awful seasons, and that's what happened. But no, it's – and again, I and someone is going to take this and say I'm defending Bob Nutting. I'm on his payroll, whatever it is. I am not. Bob Nutting is a bad owner. Most baseball owners are bad sports team owners. There are literally like six owners in baseball who are good. The other 24 suck. And Bob Nutting is in with the other 24. That said, Bob Nutting has proved when the Pirates are ready to compete, he will spend money. When the Pirates have young talent to lock up, he will spend money. Even before this, Andrew McCutcheon, Jose Tabada, <coughs> Josh Harrison, Francisco Cervelli, Gregory Polanco. Marte. Uh, yeah, Marte. Francisco Liriano, no matter who the player is, he has proven he will dish out the cash when it would help the make the club win games. And it's just, I don't know, it's frustrating to me. I understand the frustration for Pirate fans, but I, I still think, you know, th- th- this could be a decent team this year. There is definitely a very doable scenario Realistic scenario where the Pirates finish third in the National League Central because the Cubs and Reds are both god awful. You know, it's just, Reds are terrible. Yeah, yeah, the Reds are horrible, especially the Reds. And you look at the Pirates, and I've talked about this, but you're going to get O'Neill Cruz. You're going to get Miguel Ure and Ronzi Contreras in the rotation. Nick Gonzalez probably debuts this year. Yeah. There's a lot of help coming. And just be, we just got to be patient. The patient is a big thing. Dan Zangrilli, who for 10-plus years now, has done pre- and post-game shows for the Pirates of 937 The Fam. And opening day said it best. The lineup he will be talking about on day 162 in the roster we will talk about on day 162 is going to be a lot better than the, than the lineup and the roster we're talking about on day one. Because Absolutely. that's what the Pirates are. They're going to graduate a lot of guys. They're going to get better. Getting this Reynolds stuff done today is a big step in the right direction. You know, it's I still am in the camp that next season, I'm not saying the Pirates can compete for the postseason for next season, but I think the Pirates are a legitimate team to finish over 500 or better in 2023. And they're a team that this year, yeah, they're probably going to be a 500 team, but they're going to be a team who you're not going to play. They're going to be like we saw something against Washington. They go down three nothing in the first inning, and you blink an eye, and all of a sudden it's six to three Pittsburgh. That is one thing I will say about Derek Shelton. I've been extremely critical of him as a manager. He has developed a culture in Pittsburgh where they don't quit. They've <coughs> always gone on swinging. And we saw it tonight. Well, I I think the the future is very bright for the Pittsburgh Pirates, and we've seen it times this year, and I'm sure we'll get into some point, but. Dear Jesus, Ronzi Contreras, my yeah. goodness, what yeah. a good he is. I, the future's bright. Just oh my god, yeah. be patient. I understand fans not want to be patient. You got to be patient because the winds are coming. I just want to add one more thing. You're talking about how, like, in next year, 2023, you know, we might not be the best team, but you know, the expanded playoffs, 83, 84 wins might all in all we needed to make the playoffs. So you know, exactly. never know. Yeah, yeah, and, and 83, 84 wins. 
for the 2023 Pirates is probably not really much of a reach. Like, no. if, if everything goes according to this season, the minors and guys graduating, etc. As long as we don't have any, like, like alter, like, career-altering injuries, just, no. No, no, it's the Pirates, so you're getting ahead of yourself here, but, but, but get it, you look at next year, if you look at 2023, and you think of an opening lineup of Hayes at third, Cruz is short, Gonzalez is second base, Figueroa, Contreras, Uray, Thompson, you're probably looking at 83 84 win team. And 83 84 wins has probably got you right there in the playoff berth anymore if they send a wild card. So it's just, it's again, I understand fans not wanting to be patient. We're fans of the Pittsburgh Pirates. Like I said, I turned 30 in August. And I had 30 years on this planet. You throw 1992 aside, the Pirates had four winning seasons and three playoff berths. I get it. It is frustrating as hell. But it's there. The future is coming. The future is bright. We just need to be patient. And I think it's so hard, too, when you look around the league and you see certain teams, you know, big money, even small money teams, having so much success. And, um, you know, in Pittsburgh, you have to wait. You have to be patient. But we are seeing it this season. And hell, you know, Marty, looking back two years ago now, which is crazy to think, kind of two years ago with the COVID lockout, maybe year and change at this point. But, you know, we're sitting there questioning everything about Derek Shelton with the way he managed the bullpen in that game. And, you know, even early in that season. And I think, you know, looking back on it, that was, you know, a Derek Shelton and, and an organization that just needed to experiment with a lot of different guys. Now, you know, we're starting to see him maybe leverage situations a little bit better. And we're starting to see guys, Renji Contreras, you know, three, four innings tonight, scoreless, um, you know, getting his opportunity. And I think we're going to see more of that. It is going to get better as the season goes on. Hey, this team's 500 right now. I know they played the Cubs and the Nationals. Started out, you know, in St. Louis, not a, an easy task, but it's only going to get better. O'Neill is going to come up here soon. We will get Miguel Yahoo hopefully at some point, um, you know, here soon. And, you know, I think there's something to be said, too. You look back at, at the way that this team, that this organization was managed during this this most recent run. You kind of look at, at at some of those trades there late. I think some of them had to happen. You know, the McCutcheon trade, of course. Garrett Cole, you maybe look to get more return there. But that, that organization at the time, that team was built so much differently, in my opinion. The, the way that this, this go-around has been built with the amount of depth at every position – you know, you have guys to go to. And, and you know, Cabrian Hayes, I don't want to say taking a pay cut, but giving the Pirates a, a more favorable deal here, I think opens doors for, uh, you know, the way that they can spend money in the future. But, you know, just great news in this past week. Cabrian Hayes, uh, eight years, Brian Reynolds, two years, um, you know, and hopefully grounds for uh, a little bit more there. But, um, you know, what was it like, guys? Opening day at PNC Park. I know you guys were both there. I, I heard there was buzz from what you tweeted, Marty. There was uh you know, positive vibes in the ballpark. So, um, yeah, just kind of take me through the day, guys, and, and really just your your thoughts on, um, you know, these first few games here in Pittsburgh. Yeah, you know, it was it was weird to me because, I mean, I'm sure the, uh, the Hayes contract being announced the morning of the game made a difference, but there was a lot more optimism, a lot more buzz around the ballpark than I anticipated. You know, maybe some of that for me was a little bit that high of it was the first open day my youngest son went to us with. So, you know, I, I that was always a good time. I met up with a lot of friends I hadn't seen in a while. But it was – it just had that feel. I, I, I don't know how to put it. It was similar to the way it felt 
I know I've made this comparison so much. It was similar the way it felt in 2011, where, yes, you don't expect the team to win, but you, you can see... You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. You know, in 2011, it was McCutcheon. It was Walker. It was Toppin. It was Alvarez. This year, it's Reynolds. It's Hayes. Contreras. Cruz. Uribe. Whoever I'm pointing to. You can see the light at the end of the tunnel. It was a lot of fun. I love a lot of the additions into the ballpark. I think PNC Park is already the best ballpark in America to watch a game at. I feel like it's only gotten better with the additions they made in the outfield. On the Riverwalk, really cool. Outside of the ballpark, even on the Riverwalk, they have statues for the number itself of every number who's retired by the Pittsburgh Pirates. And they have a ball along the Riverwalk of everyone associated with both the Pittsburgh Pirates as well as the Pittsburgh Crawfords and the Homestead Grays wow. who are in the Baseball Hall of Fame with their name, with their number, their signature, years they played. Cool stuff. It's just great. And, you know, the, the little things like that that make it such a great experience in Pittsburgh for when the Pirates are good again. You know, it's it's it, it was a great experience. Opening day is always awesome. It's great to be back in the ballpark, get some good drinks, get some good food. And, yeah, you know, it's, it's just good to, have, good to have Pirate Baseball back, especially after this past offseason where for a lot of the offseason, that was definitely a good question. Yeah, I had a I had a great time at opening day. It was the first opening day I've ever had an opportunity to go to because it's been like you know school or some or something else just came up and I was like not able to go. But first one I was able to go to, I went with my dad and a close friend. So it was a really great experience just to go and watch the for watch all the ceremony, opening ceremonies, watch them announce uh, Hayes's contract when he when he came out onto the field. Uh, just overall a great experience. So I'm really happy and it was definitely worth it to me to go. Yeah, it's got to be, I mean, you know, something that uh, is just different. I've never had the chance to go to an opening day, but, um, you know, just the festivities, the feel in the ballpark, always a fun time. Um, you know, the Pirates couldn't win that game, but you love what you saw out of Jose Quintana and really just how this staff has started in general. JT Brubaker goes down 3 nothing tonight, bounces back, looks good. Saw, you know, a similar start. Uh, there on opening day in St. Louis. Uh, but overall, Mitch Keller suffering a loss in his debut looks so much more confident, looks so much better. You love what you get out of Zach Thompson. He now hits the 10-day uh, aisle after getting struck um, with that baseball. But just overall, you know, I, I want your guys' thoughts on the staff here. I loved it so far to this point. I think you, you just have a lot of confidence all the way around. You have guys that are going to give you major league starts on a night-to-night basis, something that, you know, we've missed out these last two seasons. Well, the only thing I was say, Zach Thompson has not yet hit the IL trade. Don't don't get don't get that pessimistic on us. Um, <laughs> excuse me, I'm just uh, I'm going through our, our first two week cycles here in, in Pirates baseball. Excuse me. Yeah, but no, I I, I think Thompson will be okay. But regardless, no, the the, the pitching is really good to see. You know, you mentioned Jose Quintana tonight. Brubaker got charged of four runs, but damn, dude, he pitched better than that. The first inning, yeah. if the Pirates had you know, any outfielder over Hoy Park in right field, <laughs> he probably only gives up one run. Um, even though the run he allowed as an inherited runner, Anthony Banda allowed two very weakly hit balls that just found the right spot for base hits. So Brubaker easily could have allowed one run tonight. So I think that the pitching definitely has been better than expected thus far. And even the offense is better than expected. You know, the, the one thing with the Pirates is they have really racked up the extra base hits which has been good to see because, you know, you brought in Andy Haynes 
as your hitting coach who comes from Milwaukee where they really emphasized the extra base hit. And you look at the Pirates on this homestand right now, they, they have 35 hits thus far. And of those 35 hits, 13 of them have gone for extra bases. That's a, that's a pretty good ratio. You know, they're, 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 they're hitting extra bases. They're hitting home runs. They're hitting the ball in the gaps. So it's, it's good to see. So I do think the Pirates, again, it goes back to what we said. They can be better than expected this year. I think they can have some power. I think the pitching will be okay. You look at this bullpen. I do think the combination of Anthony Bonda, Heath Embry, Will Crow, Chris Stratton, and David Bednar could be pretty lethal out of that bullpen. So we'll see what happens. But, yeah, I mean, all things considered, consider, excuse me, through six games, the Pirates are a 500 club. They've pitched better than you expected. They've hit better than you expected, and the run differential is zero. I think anyone in spring training would have taken it through six games. So, yeah, it's tough to complain right now. Yeah, I really like uh, what the pitching staff has right now. You know, eventually you're going to get Contreras and Yahira into the rotation, and they're going to start making starts regular, regularly. And the, I'm really liking what I see out of Will Crow out of the bullpen. He's throwing 94, 95. He's at 96 a handful of times so far. He looks like a different pitcher out of the bullpen. So, you know, and the fact that he's a starter, you could go out there, you can toss him for two, three innings. That's always valuable when you when you uh, just need some innings out of the bullpen, especially in games that are close enough where they're still in reach. And because that's how they, they basically use him so far, where they've just had him go out. You know, game it hasn't been a complete save situation, but still a close game. And you don't want somebody just to go out, a mop-up guy out there just who might give up like three runs or something. But – you know, he goes out there. He looks completely dominant. He's throwing 94, 95. Uh, his slider looks outstanding. And I'm just, I, I was writing an article about it, but just, you know, he's completely changed how he, what kind of pitches he's throwing. Uh, I think he dropped this curveball even from his repertoire and just throwing all of his other stuff uh, at different rates. So I think that's another big improvement he's made this year. Yeah, no, it's it's been great. I mean, it's just been night and day. And, you know, for not just him, but so many of these guys to this point, we're only a weekend. But, um, you know, you've seen a lot of, of really great signs from the bullpen. You know, you've seen some lackluster efforts there, maybe in those first two games even. Um, but it's been cleaned up. It's looked very good. Love Will Crow out of the bullpen. I always, you know, thought I would like him better as a starter. But, um, you know, he's obviously slid into that role very well. Hope we get Sam Howard back here. Uh, you know, relatively soon as well, um, you know, and, and into that bullpen. But overall, it's been an exciting start, guys. I mean, this offense has been clicking in certain games. You know, we've seen several nine-run efforts now, which, um, you know, is a bit surprising for what we thought we would see out of this offense early on in the season without O'Neill Cruz, um, you know, especially at this point. But, you know, when we talk about guys like Kevin Newman, Cole Tucker, the O'Neill Cruz blocker, I guess, uh, to this point, you know, what what's the – What's the outlook long term? Obviously, both have had hot starts to the season. Um, you know, three hit nights for for both of them tonight against DC. You know, what does the role look like when O'Neill Cruz gets up? Because you know th- this version of Kevin Newman. I know we still see all the uh, the banter on Twitter and everything else, but I've really liked Kevin Newman at this point, even offensively. Um, you know, Cole Tucker is giving a great effort to this point. Uh, really, just your thoughts on those two, and um, you know, kind of how you see them developing throughout the season, or really what their role looks like as the season goes on. I Newman's definitely doing something different because he just he's been hitting the he's had more hard hit balls and you can just tell and anybody and we're in the Slack chat I can always I'll 
y'all y'all you guys will always tell when Newman's up because I'll just start shitting on him because we because <laughs> Cody and I we just start shitting on him because every so far every time we've done that he gets a hit so we, every time he's up we just start crashing on him but but overall so far he's hit differently which is a good thing he has he already he has two doubles and a triple out of his 10 hits so he's doing something at least a little differently and even if he could just be like you know a 700 OPS guy that's perfectly fine because he can provide good defense at shortstop and probably second base. Yeah, second base. That's the big thing on Newman because there's no joke. <laughs> I don't care if Kevin Newman is hitting goddamn 800 to play. <laughs> when, when the service time passes, O'Neill Cruz needs to be here. And Oh, but I think you're on mute, Marty. Sorry. That's where I saw like Newman's never major factor because you can slide Newman from shortstop to second base and put Cruz shortstop, you know. And second base is very unsettled for the Pirates. And I, I mean, to his credit, Cole Tucker had three hits tonight, but it, second base is a revolving door. It should be Diego Castillo. It's not been Diego Castillo nearly enough. But again, I don't care if Kevin Newman is hitting 800 with damn 10 home runs. When the service time date passes, O'Neill Cruz needs to be here. You put him a shortstop and you bump Newman over. You know what? If Newman's hitting the ball, that's great because you are set up the middle then. That said, to expect Kevin Newman to continue to hit the ball the way he has, probably unexpected. But I will give Kevin Newman credit. He's got one of the top prospects in all baseball breathing down his neck, and he's done nothing but hit. He's done, done nothing but respond in a positive way. And, yeah, he's off to a good start of the season, and you, you've got to give him credit for that. I root for the dude like nobody's business, to be honest. Because, I mean, I just I feel bad. Jason said it a few weeks ago. I mean, he truly is the O'Neill blocker uh, at this point. And, um, you know, he's had his struggles at the plate these last two seasons. Had a great year. And then, um, you know, ran into a wall here. So, you know, I, I pull for the guy, to be honest with you. But I get it. And with Cole Tucker – Love all the Vanessa Hutchins uh, shout outs on Twitter, but um, you know, it's going to come to an end at some point. And uh, you know, I think at this point it, it's, if nothing else, good placeholders. And it's been fun to see these guys succeed early on in the season. Um, but you know, Marty, I know you got some comments here on Daniel Vogelback. obviously very hot night tonight, uh, triple away from the cycle, but he's, uh, he's doing something pretty cool for the city of Pittsburgh right now. Yeah. It's cool to see Vogue off the great start at the pirates. I mean, I can speak from personal experience, someone who went to a game in Miller Park last year. Brewer fans love the guy. He is a player who, for fans, is easy to love. I mean, you look at the dude, he's what? He, I mean, he's a big dude. I, I'm 240 pounds of hoogie. He's got a lot more meat than that. Batting lead off. You know, he's crushing the ball with the Pirates. He's getting on base. It's cool to see. I think I, I love the Vogelbach signing when it happened. I love most of all his club officer for next year where Vogel could be back. Um, yeah, he's done nothing but good things for Pittsburgh. And I, I really do think that Daniel Vogelbach could be in line for a big season with the Pirates and potentially next year beyond, especially at PNC Park. Because with that short porch right field and Vogel being that the left handed power swing, he, he could really be, could be built of, could be built to fit the ballpark really well. Marty, man, I teed you up for the for the four twelve reference. I was I was trying to throw you the alley oop uh, <laughs> the way there, and and 
you missed out on the 412 for me. I did because I totally forgot that. <laughs> As I mentioned pre-show not off air, Daniel Volbach is truly one of us here in Pittsburgh. He's coming back in 412 in the season. He has embraced the Inzer way of life. Oh, yeah. The Inzer way of life, excuse me, <laughs> batting 412 with his 4 and 2 average. Thank you, Trey, for reminding me. <laughs> Again, I apologize. No, no, you're good. I'm I, all good. I'm moving. Life has been a mess. Uh, I just, I just love watching. Vo- <laughs> I love watching Vogelbach even before he got to Pittsburgh. He's, he's just kind of a fun guy to watch because he, and even to that, leadoff just makes it even more fun to me because he's such an unorthodox leadoff hitter. But it kind of makes sense because he gets on base and you know he puts up a three fifty on base percentage. You get that in front of like Reynolds and Hayes. You got a, you got a guy that's getting on base a fair amount of the time in front of the guys like that. You're going to drive in your fair share. They're going to get their fair share of RBI opportunities, but also a guy with like 20 home run potential, but also built at 270 pounds. It's, it's fun to watch as unorthodox as it is though. Yeah. No, it's weird. Lead off power. It's uh, you know, it's fun. It's been fun to start the season. Um, You hope he keeps it up there, but uh, yeah, no, I mean, he is truly, been a yinzer to this point um you know guys we kind of wrap it up tonight really just what you're looking forward to in this uh this series coming up at wrigley field anything else you guys have um you know been thinking about over these last couple days anything else you got coming out on rumbutter.com i know we got so many articles out right now and i gotta thank everybody listening everybody that's uh that's been on the site because we've been continuing to crush it um through this month of april here so thank you guys but yeah just what you guys are excited for um you know really anything anything else uh coming out this week yeah, I'm just excited to see uh, Mitch Keller take the mound. I hope I'm. I have been the biggest Mitch Keller fan since he has come up to the majors. I am. I'm. I'm riding on this hype train. I don't care where it goes. I'm. We're gonna root for him until he's out of the majors. It does not matter. I'm going to be a Mitch Keller fan for life, and I'm really praying that he has a great start. I'm really praying he has a great start next. But in terms of things I have coming out, I was. I'm looking. I was looking at some of Will Crow's stuff and just thinking like, hey, this guy could be a really under the radar high leverage guy within like by the end of the by the end of the year, I feel like we're looking at somebody who's gonna start pitching the seventh and eighth inning at most of the time. Yeah, stay, stay tuned around butter. Um this this year we're making a very big effort to cover the minor leagues better. Um, I know there's not a lot of content in Pittsburgh free content more specifically for minor league coverage. So I'm currently working on my minor league recapper here at Thursday night's action. And Nick and I both have been really trying to hammer that out. So yeah, stay tuned with us. As we're moving forward, you know, I'll be back at the ballpark Saturday night with my oldest son, Avery and his buddy Jackson. And it'll be a good time. We're looking forward to it. And just, Hey, and him at the ballpark, it's a good time. And you know, the, the pirates are in a spot to get off to like a sneaky good start of the season, which I don't think people realize is, you know, if you look at the Pirates' schedule moving forward, you've got three more of the Washington Nationals who are not expected to be a good team at all. Then you go to Milwaukee and San Diego, where you play Detroit, you play four Cincinnati, and then after you play the Dodgers, you got four more Cincinnati, three at the Cubs, three at the Rockies. They, they can go off to have these and start here, and, you know, if – Middle of late May, you have a decent record. You can set yourself up for at least a not complete disaster of a season. So, yeah, I think the Pirates could get off to a better start than expected and kind of set themselves up to uh, be a half-decent team this year. 
Man, Dodgers fans probably listen to our podcast and think, man, <laughs> this uh, this poor fan base that uh, you know they're just trying to keep their head above water. But no, Marty, I mean it's, hey, it's listen, a real- at least our manager doesn't pull pictures and they got perfect games in seven minutes. <laughs> yeah. you know, it, could it could be worse, Dodger fans. Twice it could be way worse. Uh, or, you know, I mean it, it's it, it's been a weird start to the season. Feel bad for Clayton Kershaw. Get it from the health standpoint, but uh, you know it, it's funny. I look at the standings today. Uh, you know, trying to be an optimist. Hey, guys, we're 500. We're a game out of first place. Um, you know, there's a lot of teams in baseball that are not 500 right now, including the World Series uh, champions, the Atlanta Braves. So just keep, um, you know, keep the positive vibes, guys. We appreciate you joining us for this episode of Rum Buncher Radio. Appreciate you, like I said, guys, for joining us on RumBunter.com. Be sure to check out those, out those articles as they come out this week from Marty, Noah, Nick, the rest of our great staff over at Rum Buncher. And, hey, be sure to follow us on Twitter, at Rum Buncher as well. But until next week, guys, the Pirates, a couple more here with DC at home. Then they're going to hit the road and go to Chicago. We're going to cover all of that on the website and on our podcast as well. We're going to get Michael McHenry back on and um, some other great guests throughout the rest of the month. So be sure to tune in. But for Noah Wright and Marty Lee, my name is Trey Yannity. Thank you guys so much for joining in for episode number 81 of Rum Buncher Radio. Have a great week, everybody. Let's go Bucks. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry-free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator save big on brunch for mom all in the kroger app Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger, less than five miles away. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.